And the three forces in achieving excellence, the first force is about the person's identity, any and everything that has to do with the individual. The second force is about connections. Mm -hmm. That is your relationships, relationship with yourself and with others. And then the third force has to do with your status. Mm -hmm. That talks about how you navigate the business world, how you handle your finances, as well as how you look and plan for your future. So it's a holistic approach to leveling up. If you think of it like a dimmer switch, you don't have to get all right. It's not about perfection. Mm -hmm. It's about switching up your light bit by bit in order for you as a female to show up and say, Mr. Organization, Mr. Company, I have what it takes to step into that role. to do do it with all your heart welcome to another inspiring episode of podcast with sheila the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences today's guest elizabeth batella is the founder of the institute for achievement excellence she helps women quickly level up in nine life areas so that they can become successful in life in this episode, we are going to be discussing her life journey as a successful businesswoman and all the services she currently provides for women. Hello, Liz, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Thank you for having me on board, Sheila. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a delight to host you today. So um, before we set the ball rolling, who is Liz? Where does she come from? Just the basic stuff so that our audience get to know who our guest is for today. Of course. Um, my name is Elizabeth, as, as you said. Uh, I'm originally from the Caribbean, Trinidad to be exact. And I lived there, I was, I, was, I was born there and I lived there for most of my life. In my early 30s, I got the opportunity to work in the UK and I moved to the UK at that time. And I have been here um, with my career ever since. Great. <laughs> I know a lady who is from Trinidad as well. And I know she'll be listening in. Her name is Leela. So Leela, if you're listening, shout out from me. And she's a nice lady. Seriously. She's really Hi, lovely. Leela. Yeah. I'm sure she's going to get back to me. Hopefully I'll put the feedback down as well. So as every successful person has a story, what will yours be? Mine will, my success story is about my journey in terms of how I have helped women along the way and helped myself as a process, to be honest, Sheila. I have worked in male-dominated environments for almost all of my career, starting in banking, um, oil and gas, IT, professional services. And in that space of time, as well as when I lectured at different universities and colleges, I had lots of conversations with different people, women in particular, who wanted to understand how it is I was so successful in the space in which I was working. What what did I do differently and, and what did I do to, to you know, make myself successful? And as we spoke, I realized that after a while, the same problems, the same concerns, the same issues kept coming up time and time again. And I felt that I could have done, I can do so much more by bringing my knowledge um, to the masses as opposed to just speaking to these women individually and helping exactly. them in an informal way. 
I wanted to create something to make it more formalized so that I can be out there reaching them in a bigger way. So I believe that was what um, made you leave the corporate world to start up something on your own, is it? Correct. Yes, correct. I've been in the corporate now for more than 35 years. And in 2020, I decided to become an entrepreneur to bring what I have learned over the years um, with my own knowledge, as well as what I've learned from other successful leaders to everyone. Ah, well, you know, come to think of it, we shouldn't look at the bad side of it because 2022 had really been a blessing. It was for all of us like a time to stop, reflect and then come up with new ideas or reinvent ourselves. And uh, I know we've said a lot of bad things about 2020, but then on the good side, most of us discovered ourselves and it looks like you're one of uh, such people who decided to break out and do something to help your kind, like to help women. How has the journey been since you left the corporate world into doing your own thing? What, what has it been like, the challenges, the success stories with it? Share with us some of them. Of course. So first of all, I, I do agree with you, Sheila, that it has been you know, a blessing as well. It, yeah. it has not been all doom and gloom because yeah. a lot, for a lot, for many of us, myself yeah. included, priorities shifted, yeah. and I found myself wanting to do something different and contribute to the world in a different way. In terms of my journey and how it has been so far, it has been a challenge. Yeah. It has been a challenge um, to you know, from creating all of the materials and, and consolidating 40 years of experience and knowledge mm -hmm. and expertise into into condensed programs, um, upskilling myself, learning new things, having to learn new things very quickly, uh, because as for, for most of you who maybe have become entrepreneurs, um, it's it's a different ballgame. It is. Um, it's, it's, it, the, the, the learning curve can be steep and yeah. it yeah. can be intense. Yeah. So the challenge, I've always been up for a challenge and I've always been one to jump at, at challenges and, and overcome it. And this was this was no different. Um, so it has been a positive journey as well because I'm starting to see things unfolding. Um, the clients that I'm working with, they are seeing the benefits of what it is I have to offer. And I am seeing that and witnessing it firsthand, the ripple effect it has, not just on their lives, but on lives of, of, of others. So it's, a, it's both a, a blessing and a challenge at the same time. What are some of the challenges um, a woman will have in starting up a business? in today's world you know in the past and i believe now still ongoing there are a lot of challenges uh, for women entrepreneurs where they don't get support or you know financial assistance to start up a business what can you say about that when it comes to challenges sheila it's not just for the entrepreneurs it's for the women in the corporate environment as well mm -hmm. and there are two two aspects to those challenges one is internal mm -hmm. uh, the, the person or the woman's own internal dialogue she has with herself whether it be and in terms of my experience it usually centers around things like confidence things like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. or feeling a, a state of overwhelm very quickly yeah. because there is just so much to do and the, the time is limited and sometimes the clock and finances are ticking in the background so there's that feeling of overwhelm um, so this is these are some of the internal challenges some of the external challenges if you're dealing with an organization you're an employee in an organization could be lack of sponsorship or it could be that the processes and procedures that are in place it doesn't support 
the woman in terms of maybe flexible hours or maternity leave, etc., over and above, obviously, the basics. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, as, as you rightfully said, you know, Sheila, there can be limited resources um, geared towards businesses that promote uh, female empowerment or just access to different aspects that perhaps, you know, the male counterpart would have greater access to in terms of groups, clubs, etc. Um, so th there are both intrinsic and extrinsic challenges. Well, you've been in the corporate world before breaking out. What advice would you give to somebody who is currently in a corporate world and thinking of breaking out on their own? What advice will you give to them? That's a really, really good question. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, what I would say is it is very rewarding mm. to be an entrepreneur. There's no doubt about it. However, don't just jump without a plan. And this is why many people who begin businesses, they when when things go wrong, they, it, it confuses them, it demotivates them, and they end up back into the corporate environment. Because initially, it's, it's a feeling, and they move on that feeling. And that's fine. That's okay. But I always say have a plan. Now, what do I mean by that? Understand what your minimum budget is in terms of your quality of life so that while you're building your business, you don't end up in a situation where you turn around and hate the very business that you're building because your quality of life is completely destroyed. Whether that be in terms of finances, whether that be in terms of time, etc. Identify what is the minimum you need in order to maintain your level of happiness. Yeah. Because the worst thing is to do business from a state of, of frustration and from a state of desperation. So that's one. The second thing is be honest with yourself. And when I say be honest, look at your personal resources, your time, your level of energy, and your level of finances. What can you realistically do to push your business forward? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to say, I am going to spend five hours a day on my business when you know based on family commitments and other things, you probably can only do one hour. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So those, there are so many things. But what I would say is be very diligent before you jump. Ensure that you set yourself up for success and don't just jump. Have a plan in place. Yeah. Well, let me throw this in. I think I saw a post today. It says, um, I asked God for wisdom and God gave me problems to solve. So sometimes you think, and I think I've said it so many times on this platform that sometimes I, like we should, I, we should cherish our problems because they all build us up. And I remember back in the day, so many back, so many years back when I came out of the uni and I didn't find a job and I had to start doing something on my own. But that was so difficult because as a young girl back then, I think I was around 24 years or 23 years then. And people would say those days being an entrepreneur wasn't as common as it is today, especially for a young girl yes. who had just come out of the uni. And people will say, why did you choose to take the difficult road? Because at that time, all my friends were going into the corporate world and they were doing so, 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 so well. 
and I was like scraping along, kind of. You know, the only good was I wasn't renting because I was still living with my parents and I'll still get the support. Like when I need to move around and do my business, I had all of those in place for me, but it was quite difficult. And when you look at them and then I, a number of times I doubted myself. And when people said, why are you doing it? I would ask myself, is it worth it? Because you look at the energy that has gone in and everything and you don't get much back. You get it. But all that time I had, I had learned the ropes and it looked like God was preparing because at that time I didn't have any responsibility. I didn't have children. I wasn't married. I was living with my parents so I could still eat. I, I had shelter. I had a car at my disposal. Like I wasn't spending much. So it wasn't like if I wasn't making much, I wouldn't feel it. You get it, but that was my preparation stage. So I had to learn to do so many things on my own, do marketing, do graphics, do everything on my own now at the point where i needed those skills to come back to me i had responsibility and they are paying off so everything i have done right from artwork to marketing to everything i have not had to depend on anybody but myself so sometimes just like you said take your time reflect know if the timing is right for you you know if you have a lot of everything you said really makes sense 100 percent, and i agree with you else you'd give up too quickly yes yes and one thing I would add to that, Sheila, which is the point that you, you brought up there, you stuck with it. Yeah. The thing is, as an entrepreneur, no one is going to wake you up in the morning and say, yeah. okay, this is what you have to get done and this yeah. is how resilient you need to yeah. be. That has to come from inside because yeah. every day there is going to be a challenge, every single day. And if you don't have that resilience to stick with it, it will deteriorate very quickly because yeah. trust me as an entrepreneur anything that can go wrong probably will yeah. there is always the upside there is the day or days where everything goes swimmingly well yeah. but resilience patience as well is the key yeah, that's <laughs> to true. succeeding in this space as well that's so true that's so true that's so true now let's talk about what you do um for women what exactly do you do for women with your organization so that, that there's two sides to that. One is I work with the woman individually, and then the other aspect is I work with organizations themselves. The, 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 the whole premise is that we, do, we still, in, 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 in this day and age, we still do not have sufficient representation of women in senior leadership teams it's or in, in management, in senior management uh, teams. Despite all of the statistics that show how well and how much better businesses can perform, can do, can meet the criteria of their, their client base, there still is not sufficient representation. Now, that representation comes with something we, we spoke about earlier, Sheila, which was it's, it's, it has to do with intrinsic aspects to the woman and it also has to do with extrinsic aspects, meaning what the corporate can bring. Yeah. What I offer is something called the three forces in achieving excellence framework. Mm. Now, what is that? That is a framework that helps women level up very quickly so that they can step into that leadership space. It is also a framework to help organizations understand what they need to do to promote their female talent into those spaces. And the three forces in achieving excellence if I were to break it down very quickly, the first force is about the person's identity, any and everything that has to do with the individual. 
The second force is about connections. Mm. That is your relationships, relationship with yourself and with others. And then the third force has to do with your status. Mm. That talks about how you navigate the business world, how you handle your finances, as well as how you look and plan for your future. So it's a holistic approach to leveling up. If you think of it like a dimmer switch, you don't have to get all right. It's not about perfection. Mm. It's about switching up your light bit by bit in order for you as a female to show up and say, Mr. Organization, Mr. Company, I have what it takes to step into that role. What are you doing to ensure that you support me in stepping into that space? Wow. 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 <laughs> so how long has it been since you started um, your business with Achieving Excellence? It was founded in May 2020, so at the height of, of everything happening. Yeah. And it has been going from strength to mm -hmm. strength ever since because both females and organizations have witnessed the power of investing in their female talent mm. and women just showing up and, and tapping into their own, their own innate power and potential. Wow. Is there anything else you'd like to add, um, like a way of people reaching out to you and all of that? The easiest way to reach out to me is via my website, and that is achievementandexcellence.com. The and is spelled out in full. So it's achievementandexcellence.com. There you will find all my social handles. Also there, you will find the free assessment. It's an assessment that asks questions across all of the nine life areas. So it gives you an indication in the form of a spider diagram, your areas of strengths and your areas for improvement. So if you're not sure where to start and you're not sure what you should be looking at where improvement is concerned, that's a good place to start as well. So it's achievementandexcellence.com. Do you think we can talk about the nine life areas quickly? before we of course yeah let's do that yes so in terms of the remember we said that the, the three forces in achieving excellence is a framework yep? yeah and it's not about perfection it's mm -hmm. about you showing up at your best possible self mm -hmm. using the resources times and tools that you have that's mm -hmm. it so each of the life each of the life forces contain each of the forces contain three life areas to help with the implementation so if we look at identity the three life areas I cover there. One is your personal brand. Mm. The second is your personal style. Mm. And the third is your demeanor. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> because it's how you show up in the world. Mm. Your personal brand, online, offline, your demeanor. What is your business etiquette like? Yeah. Yeah? Personal style. And I'm not talking in brand here. I'm talking what it, what is your, your, your clothes? What, 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 how you present yourself? How is that describing who you are? The next one, the connections force, the, the three life... You know, before we go on the next one with the connection, let's dwell a little bit on the personal sure. style. And I like of it so course. much. Lately, I think I've said it this one a number of times as well, that a lot of <laughs> us women tend to lose ourselves, like give up on ourselves, mm -hmm. especially when we get married have children because most of the time we tend to think oh we are dressing to to, to get a husband and all of that now we have a husband we think oh we because we've landed a husband we don't need to put ourselves together and all but we forget even let's aside your work working area we forget that the men 
always men in general always like things that are appealing and the moment you lose yourself you begin to lose them and it's so in every work environment like the way you present yourself is the way people would respect you or attach you know some dignity to you as a person and women used to now say oh i don't have time to dress up i'm too busy and i mean my my children I, I know i have a lot of responsibility and they say they tend to say people who don't have anything doing are those who waste time on dressing up and i've heard it so many times and then they tell you i'm too confident in myself i don't need to dress at anything i put on but that's so wrong like you said the late queen who just passed when you talk about hats and a brooch and a good jacket you can identify her with it that is her image you'd always see her with a lady's hat you know like a nice hat and a brooch that is her style and everybody when you look at all the pictures that are circulating on um social media even those that have been painted you most of them have a reflection of her back but once you see the back you know this is the queen they are talking about so like you're saying somebody we should all have an image and i think that is so crucial especially in this day and age where people accept you by what they see you cannot help it but they'll only accept you by the way you present yourself and I think that as women, we have to make a lot of effort, put in a lot of effort to put ourselves together and not let ourselves go and say it's a waste of time. I don't have time. We tend to give ourselves those excuses, which I think don't make sense at all. Because when we dress well, it impacts on our attitude for the day. For me, there's no way I would go out and not look good, even when I'm just, you know, it's a casual day for me. And there's this lady who stands as my at my children's school at the gate. And one time she said, I watch you all the time and you come in properly put together. I can do that. And I said, because she said, sometimes I don't wake up well, so I can't do that. And I told her, I don't wake up well all the time. You're not always in the mood, but because you make it a conscious effort, you make sure you're always put together. So I like that bit you put there. And you saw me nod my head when, because I tend to meet a lot of women in my daily life who think that it is a waste of time to make the effort to look good. So I like it when you... Sheila, what, yeah. what, what I would say about that yeah. for, for those who may think that yeah. it's a waste of time, yeah. and I will be brutally honest here, yeah, be. It doesn't matter what you think yeah. because that is how it is. Yeah. It's like gravity. Yeah. Whether you believe in gravity or not, if you jump from somewhere high, you will fall. Yeah. I have seen time and time again in business where people are not promoted, where in interviews people are not received simply because of how they show up externally. Because yeah. whether we like it or not, we are judged externally before someone gets to know us internally. We may or may not be able to change their mind. However, the external, the external counts. Yeah. And I am not speaking about looking as if you've just walked out of a magazine cover mm. or be beautiful. When I say beautiful, I'm talking textbook wise yeah. here. That's not what we're discussing here. Yeah. It's how you present yourself. Exactly. And what I would say to women who lack the time, mm -hmm. and this is something we all battle with, yeah. perhaps consider a uniform and when i say a uniform in quotes i don't mean an official uniform i mean your go-to signature look yeah if for you going to work black trousers black jackets and all you have to worry about is the, the color of the top you put inside of that then fine yeah 
if it's a, a full dress and you just change your jacket, yeah. just think and sort of automate, automate the things in your life that you can automate to take away what we call decision fatigue, because yeah. it may or may not be who you are. Yeah. But we're talking here about personal presentation. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, so wow. it is important. It is. Wow. Wow. Let's get on with it then. Let's get on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Absolutely. So the second life force we're looking at here is connections. Mm. And in connections, it's all about relationships, relationship with yourself and relationships with others. And there I look at physical health, mental health, and emotional health. So as an example, what, what do I mean when I look at in those things? Physical health, one of the big factors with an aging population that women are facing is the onset of menopause and how it affects them in most times a negative way in the organization, mm. right? And it's understanding what that can be done. And for many women, it's not even an issue of age because many women through surgical reasons or through maybe chemotherapy or radiation, they have it has sent them into that state. Yeah. Now, as a woman, how do you navigate that and balance that? right yeah. in terms of your mental mental health we look at some of the things you can do to build routines in your life to create that mental space so you perform better whether yeah. it's a, as an entrepreneur or as an employee yeah and what about emotional health ladies and Sheila you said something really poignant and yeah. you, you spoke about well we don't have time I hear you ladies, I really do, because as women, we are doing so much at home, and yet still we have so much at work to do. But are you setting clear boundaries? Mm. What are your boundaries so that you ensure you get enough time for you? Exactly. And those are some of the things we cover Mm. in that space. Wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Good. Can we do a few points more, like two more points? And then anybody who wants to know more can go and um, check it up on your website for the sake of time. Would would you like me to to, to cover the last life force? Yeah, please. And then we can close that off? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last life force is is status. And in there, the three three, um, buckets that we look at, we look at... Uh, your profession, your profession. So how can you navigate that space mm-hmm. successfully? Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal with a difficult boss? How you deal with a narcissistic mm-hmm. boss? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we look at your finances, mm-hmm. not in a, in a heavy way, but what can you do? How can you how can you monitor your finances to ensure that things don't slip through the cracks? Yeah. And then finally, your future. Hmm. How do you identify your life vision? And in there, we have something called finding your ikigai, hmm. which helps you identify your life's purpose. Okay. So in totality, it really is a holistic approach to helping those level up. My God, I like all of that. And I'll be, <laughs> I'll be very excited if we can all visit your, um, your website or get in touch and get to know more about all That's these okay. nine. Yeah, I like to see women um, excel. I like to see women take positions in life and um, help inspire other women to come up. So if we can all do, you know, make a trip to your website, get in touch with you and then uh, get to better our lives, I think it will be a good thing to do. In wrapping up, what will your final message be to our listeners? I would say to everyone, regardless of where you are, start where you are. Mm. 
use what you have and do the best that you can to keep going forward in your life. The steps do not have to be grand to be great. Consistency is what counts, but just start. Do not let anyone sabotage your dreams. And if your dreams are worth it for you, just simply start. You know your why, keep steadfast to that and don't let anyone dissuade you from it. I like that. You know your why. Keep step fast to that. I like that very much. would like to say a massive thank you, Liz, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wow. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 66 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that the Lord will bless your basket and your needing trough. May you never lack or want. Until we meet again, have a